Hello and welcome everybody to the AFL Fantasy Fanatics Round Review. We are recording on Sunday the 14th of May after the completion of Round 9 of the AFL season. I am your host and AFL Fantasy Fanatic, Tim Guest. Well, it was a nervous week for me going up against the Stato in a top-of-the-table clash in the AFL Fantasy Content Creators Cup. This week saw Stato make one of the ballsiest calls I've seen in Fanny's football in uh, 2023 and trading out Big Roma. Didn't work out for him and uh, I ended up trumping him by 29 points. But another coach that had a win this week and pushing into the top eight in the overall rankings in the AFL Fantasy Content Creators Cup is Bales DT. Bales, mate, how are you? How did you score? Where are you ranked and who are your plus and minus threes? Uh, don't think it's Bales or Biney more. It's more like Bales' loss. Um, the so, bounce yeah, back. Uh, yeah, and I'm expecting another win this week against uh, you, mate. Fantasy Finance going head-to-head, mate. But no, good to get Ooh, come on. Good to get back-to-back wins for the first time this season. So, um, But yeah, week was was, uh, was all right. Like, 2181 was, I guess, better than, than a few coaches had to cop a few bullets. Could have been a lot bigger. Um, with Rory Laird and Jack Steele. Um, sorry, Mitch, mate. Just wasn't very happy with your boy. Uh, doing well. Precautionary uh, sat out last quarter, and same with Led, copped a huge hit there. But yeah, so that moves me up to 61 20, so moved up about 540 odd spots. So it could have been, it was a bit of a what could have been week, could have been top 5K and really charging, but um, sort of we've stagnated a tiny bit, but at least the green arrows there. Plus and minus three. Um, I'm not the obvious one is probably going to be Golden, but I'll, if someone else wants to give him that, I'll do that. But I'm actually going to give my plus three to Lockie Whitfield, who has been a bit of a. Uh, I paid for him a few weeks ago, got a couple of eighties, and I was sort of thinking, oh, here we go, maybe this is just going to be a bit of a bit of a dud pick. But he's he backed up the one thirty against the Bulldogs last week, the one hundred five, and a pretty tough matchup against Collingwood. So I was really really happy with his score. Um, negative three. Um, I know that we don't give negative threes to, to rookies, but I'm sorry, when, when Alex Chincotta scores a 22 on your field and he's the only player that scores under 65 for the week, it's it does hurt a bit. So unfortunately, he's got to get the negative three and I'm sure we'll talk about him because there's a bit of a chance that he may not be suiting up for us next week. Yeah, all right. All right, well, uh, let's turn it over to our guests. Um, firstly, we've got uh, a couple of uh, coaches from uh, Hat Chat AFL. We've got uh, Mitch and Urban. Boys, how are you? We'll start with you, Mitch, mate. How are you? How'd you go for the the week? How'd you score? Who are your plus and minuses threes? Well, if anybody's uh, listened to Hat Chat, uh, you know I'm doing pretty good in the Spud League, and that's about as good as I'm doing this week <laughs> in uh, my fantasy too. Uh uh, you know, minus three. I bought in Callum Mills. So anybody who bought Callum Mills in uh, has probably been hurt a bit. And to go along, I had Sincotta as well on the field and and uh, Jaden Hunt, who, um, who's been doing really well. I, got, I had another couple of 50s on, on field with him and Holland. So I had a pretty down week, to be honest, 2038. But Spud League, man, I'm doing really good in that. <laughs> Plus the negative threes, mate. Uh, well, we've got to give negative three to Callum Mills, I guess, minus three. Um, I'm going to give my uh, plus three uh, to Sean Darcy, 115. He just monstered his way there. He just he didn't get a huge amount of ball or anything. He just used his body, um, said, I'm, you know, I'm getting first hand of this ball and no one's going to move me. <laughs> so he uh, he did pretty well. Just that was just the second time this week uh, this year that he's scored Tim English, so it's good for us to ask the owners. Yes, there you go. 
And uh, Urban, mate, what about you? How did you score this round? Right, so I was pretty okay with my score. Looks like Bales beat me by a point. Ooh. And it's not Bales to buy no more, I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, 20, 2180. So when the cream at Hatch Out rises to the top, the cream stays at the top. <laughs> so top scored again for the second week. Ooh. Four of them might have brought in Mills, but that's not a point oh. to focus on. <laughs> I, my, I didn't nail my trades, but at least I didn't bring uh, Mills in, luckily. He was in my trade plans. But uh, I didn't go with that. It was a 2180, moved up another 500 spots. So that's five weeks on the bounce now, moving in the right direction. Yeah, good so I can't complain there. I'd say my plus three is probably going to be – I'm going to give it to the young fella, Ashcroft. Yeah. He's a lot, on, a lot of people's, a lot, on a lot of people's trade tables at the moment, trying to pick that time to, to move him on. And, uh, I mean, he does, he does score well at the Gabba. I think it was about 20 or 30 points. Increase on his average. He'd be close to and a ton. He cl- we'd average yeah. close to a ton at the Gabba now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say he's probably just bought himself enough time to, to make it to the buys. Where guy, people were starting to look off just to, to cash in on that value. So I'm going to give that three to Ashcroft. And minus three, I could go to Fiorini, but I put that on me for bringing him in this week. I'm going to go, it's harsh, but I'm going to go Jaden Hunt. It's probably time for him to go. I've been playing the break-even game with him and he's, he's been going okay. But I think that score on the weekend is just going to stunt his uh, price growth and it's probably time to capitalise and, and move him up. Yeah, cool. Cool. All right. Well, uh, turning to me, yeah, well, there's actually been a, a late adjustment, so I ended up on 22.51, which moves me up into 580, so pretty happy with that. Um, no one did give their plus three, I don't think, to Errol Goulden. He definitely deserves it, but I'm actually going to give my plus three to Zach Butters. So I brought him in three weeks ago, and he's averaged 104, I think it is, in the last three weeks. So I've been pretty happy with that as a trading, considering I think I got him for... I don't know, six hundred ninety thousand dollars or something along those lines. So that's uh, that's been a pretty good trade. Um, negative threes. Oh man, who do you give it to? Do you give it to Chincotta? I mean, twenty two is just disgusting. But um, Fiorini is, is apart from Chincotta was the lowest score on my field at sixty five. So that's that's not a great score there. Um, but yeah, we'll have to look at what to do with him in the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, that's for me. But uh, let's turn ourselves straight into the games. Oh, let's get stuck Tim, right Tim, into it. You forgot to get. You yeah. forgot a guest. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh my god! Oh. Jesus! I'm very forgettable. No, you're yeah. not, mate. Yeah, yeah. You definitely uh, need to talk us through it, mate. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, d- uh, decent round. Twenty-two twenty uh, moved up a couple hundred places, so sitting at uh, seven hundred and sixty-two. Uh, it was a bit of a weird trading week this week, so I'll probably um, share the thoughts of what most of you uh, know I've done. Um, uh, I, I'm a deep thinker when it comes to, to buys and, and the planning um, and very keen to put myself in a position to challenge for a hat and the, that's moving time and have it completed afterwards. Um, really concerned with the forward line. Um, need a... Um, uh, need a primo round 14 forward because uh, if you don't have a round 14 player on your, on your bench when round 14 uh, is coming through, then uh, effectively it means you're overloaded um, in another buy round, which therefore you're going to cop a hit. So I try to get the balance, uh, 21 or 22 players each week over four rounds should be achievable if you do it the right way. So... Um, really the only one that is applicable in that is Dylan Moore, and I think no one 
here wants to touch him at the moment, the way the Hawks are playing and the fact he's not getting CBAs. Um, so my eye's been on Max Gorn for about three weeks. Uh, obviously, he's a, uh, a discounted premium. Um, and if you put it into perspective, if you rattle off your, your top six forwards, um, you're struggling um, basically after five and there's about well, – sorry, after four, there's about three or four players you can then consider – um, but if you actually put uh, the non injured game involved, Max Gorn's averaging 100. So um, 100 averaging forward at 754, yes, please. Um, so I've just been waiting for the time, thinking it was going to be on completion of round 11, where I was just going to sneak him straight in. Um, but this week um, we had um, Marshall injury concern. Uh, so I looked at that, summed it up in saying we're not going to know <clears throat> and he's already been rested during a game twice. Um, fair chance that's going to happen again because he has got an injury concern this time, which ended up being the case, but unfortunately he's 42 points second quarter. Um, probably just gave him a good enough score. So there was a fair chance he could have been rested at 83, especially if Steele and... Uh, I think it was memory that were injured. So if there were no injuries, there's a chance it could have been subbed out with that game over. But um wasn't to play, but it gave me $200 uh, to spend. So I took one of the, the red dots, which is another thing I want to do over the next couple of weeks, get rid of all the red dots. Um, so it was a decent long-term play um, with obviously Marshall having the first buy and already having Max Heath there would have reduced me on the first buy down to 21 and a big primo out um, so I can bring him back at round 13 for some juicy matchups going through. So that was the plan. Um, it's worked out reasonably well, about minus two um, on, well, it was minus two on, on the points this week. I was hoping it would be a bit of a cash boost, but it certainly is with the red dot out. So uh, my my plus three is Caleb Sarong. Um, just been a steady, a steady pick since round one. And I've praised this guy so much. Um, but I, I think everyone here, don't worry about the Gold Coast game. They just changed game plan because they were on top. They just went back to the Russian gun. As soon as they play the uh, stronger teams, they'll go back to the controlling the ball and chipping. Um, but Darcy McPherson, who's been... Uh, a shining light for me, only pumped out 55 this week. But that's his first bad score since I've had him. Awesome, mate. Awesome. Did you say your positive three? Uh, yeah, Caleb Sarong. Caleb Sarong, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, sorry about forgetting you there before as well, Stato, mate. Just missed you on the run sheet. Uh, obviously, with the great work from the pod pod over there. The other thing I noticed, that move, mate, you got 164k in the bank. Is that right or something like that? You got a fair amount yeah. to move this week as well. Yeah, and seeing Jim B scored so well oh, yeah. 17, 17 tackles. I'd love him to get a touch of the footy one day, but um, I'm not going to complain with the 96, so... I, I looped him through Roberts, which took Pickett off. So effectively took a rookie off this week and Pickett off. So uh, Pickett's for sale this week um, with the cash and a, and a probably a Cowan downgrade to a close to a 200. Um, so I'll get a 850, 900K 
midfielder in this week. Awesome. All right, man. Ready to move. So I think you're ranked around, what is it, around 700, something like that? Yeah, 762. Yeah, cool. So in a good position to move. All right. Well, uh, now that I have actually introduced all the guests, thanks for uh, (laughs) correcting me there, Bales. Let's actually get stuck into the games. So starting off with Friday night, Richmond defeated Geelong by 24 points at the MCG. So the game felt a little bit like a step back in time with Dusty and Duncan going big. Uh, Stuart was solid. And, of course, probably talk of this game was uh, the VC or whether you had the VC or not on Taranto. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Uh, just quickly before we get into it, who had – did anyone here have Taranto VC? Yeah, I did. I jumped on uh, Stuart for a bit of a, a bit of a difference. And it looked pretty good at half time, and just that quiet second half, uh, it all just changed in, in the second half there. Nah, not me. I rolled English into Mitch. Dawson. I rolled uh, Dunkley into Lead. Yeah, I snap. Yeah, I did the exact same Dunkley into Lead. Disappointed with a bit with both, but Taranto. So he probably could have got a plus three from any one of us. He's just been obviously fantastic, and will crack the million dollar mark, which is fantastic. But not really too much to add with him. He's just an absolute beast. Uh, Jaden Short, 113. Just, again, let's keep an eye on him for defender status because he was, again, back in that defence this week. But then last week he played midfield. So I don't know if I'd jump on him, but just one to keep an eye on. But the one I do want to start with, Stato, we're talking about, obviously, buyers are uh, fast approaching. Mitch Duncan is down 124K. He'll drop, I think, another couple of K this week. His break-in was one of, actually might not even drop at all. He'll probably stay the same price. It's risky, but is he a sort of player that we could jump on for a bit of like a four or five week um, hit to get us through the buys? I, I would absolutely love to, but I just don't trust his body. I, I actually went him last year um, and he was a good runner at forward status, but I, I will say I was a, a, a bit behind. If you're in a good position, I wouldn't go the, the Duncan option because it might – um, come back and and haunt you. Um, but if you if you're just trying to go for a bit of a fly and catch up, I reckon he's a worthwhile punt. Yeah, I'm certainly on my watch list this week. Potentially as an upgrade from a, a rookie. Um, Tom Stewart doing his thing. Ninety six. Uh, there was I know there was two free kicks that he gave away that I think one of them especially was probably the softest free kick I reckon I've ever seen. So. Ah, yeah, agreed. very disappointing with that. But 96, you'll still take, obviously, Urban for you. You probably want him to get a little bit more than 96. But for those coaches that don't have him, would you still be advising um, them to jump on Urban? Uh, I actually don't know his current price uh, at seven, the moment. I still think he's valued. 790, though. break even was 85, so he might be about 795. Ah, nah. If there's a seven in front of his name, I'd still jump on there. Uh, Tom Stewart is always good for 20 plus. Uh, and he's he's pretty much the marshal of that back line for Geelong. To have a seven in front of his score, and this is why I jumped on probably three or four weeks ago, uh, it's a rare thing to have with Tom Stewart. He's very, very consistent, maybe not that high ceiling we're after, but usually a very good low floor. Yep. And uh, I, don't th- I don't think you can go yep. wrong getting on, getting on yep. him below 800. That's exactly right. Yeah, I think he's a good option for those that don't have him. Jeremy Cameron, 82 there as well. Liam Baker, 80, but again, just don't trust that role. It's sort of shifting around every week. He's that Swiss Army knife for them. So he can just get moved really wherever. Um, and then scrolling again here, Samson Ryan, Jake from Hat Chat, mate. He'd be very happy with his boy doing another solid 72 there. Mitch Nevitt, 70. 
The final player I'll talk about, so Mitch, I'll go to you for this one. So um, Jai Clark, so he came on for uh, just over a quarter and scored 36 points. And with our lack of rookies that are coming through, is he a guy that probably we've got to keep an eye on, even if we've got to pay a little bit more? Is he someone with that good scoring could be an option? Uh, 286 and his break-in was 36, so he's going to stay at that exact price. Okay, yeah. So, uh, like, I guess what depends what you're trying to do. It's a lot of money um, for someone who got a 36, but that's in a quarter a bit. If he's going to be this person who's going to be their sub, no. Um, uh, when do they play uh, this coming um, week? Let so, me have a look. I believe it's Saturday. I think it's. I'm very certain it's. So yeah, Saturday, yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. So, so we at least we should know if he's in the in the initial team, won't we? So if he's in the initial team, there's no reason why um, you can't have a have a go if if you need, um, I guess, some green dots for your bench for the um, buys coming up. So uh, just have a look. Um, we'll see if he's on that bench. If he's sub, I wouldn't yeah. be doing that because, you, you know, he might come in the last 10 minutes. So um, there's not much you can do with a sub, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, if he's in the in the team, um, think yeah. about it. Uh, it'll be hard with the, his price, though. That's the, that's the only yeah. thing. You want to try to find a rookie closer to 200, but obviously that's generally not... Um, <laughs> You can't generally do that. But um, also, uh, when we do hat chat, you can tell Urban he's wrong um, because, <laughs> he, because he just said that uh, Tom Stewart has a low floor, which is the opposite of what he was saying. He has a high floor. Uh, a low floor is bad. A high floor is good. Um so I thought we were talking about you, the, spud, the spud league here, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then low floor is what we want. <laughs> well, maybe I meant no, no floor. <laughs> and then the only thing else from that game as well uh, to note was uh, Jared, uh, not Jared Hopper, Jacob Hopper um, with the injury for 47. So if any coaches out there um, have got him, then it's probably got to move him on because he could be out. So Tim, we'll move on to the other Friday night game. All right. Well, uh, my boys, the Eagles, were defeated by Gold Coast by 70 points in another game that was just horrible to watch at Optus Stadium. Uh, Keen eyes were probably on the wrap past the combo, and those that held Jinners, just like the Stato, would have been stoked with his uh, his, uh, 96. Uh, Probably the big question, though, from this game, Matty Rao, mate. Uh, I mean, he absolutely went mental. Is he an option under 800K and with a pretty good buy man of grass, that's for sure. So he was very, very good. I I don't know if anyone can sort of jump in here. I just don't. I don't think he's an option. But with the round 13 buy, I don't know if anyone's keen. So does anyone want to jump in with Matt Rao here? Only Doss thinks uh, Matty Rao's an option. And uh, in our little group chat, uh, every score he has, uh, he'd be saying, that's the best 79 scoring game that's ever been played. <laughs> um, so big fan, Dossie boy. Um, but I, I, I will say this, the, the game style, um, those that um, had to put up and watch this game, the game style was much different from Gold Coast. It was the run and gun, um, the fast accelerator, no rush, no chip, 
Um, so that's why the the scoring was a little bit different, and it was because they were on top early, and it just suited uh, Maddie Maddie Rowell's game style. Um, I think they'll be back to the outside chip and kick against Brisbane yeah. this week. And considering he actually Matt Ray gave away four free kicks as well, that could have been a one fifty. But yes, yeah, that I'll go back to you because you mentioned that with the the two the rap pasta that a lot of people either jumped on both this week or or may won this week uh, won last week, and then also throwing Will Powell into this and Darcy McPherson. You're are you pretty confident that they're going to go back to that chipping around the back just because of how much they um, sort of uh, were up a buy and they're able to sort of control the game. Are you pretty confident of all those guys being forward? And do you think that uh, guys like Atkins and Fiorini are going to stay on the side? Because Roy Atkins did have 94% disposal efficiency as well. Yeah, so firstly, apologies to Tim talking his team like that. But West Coast just didn't uh, have enough of it to create um, a lot of ball in defence. That's not going to happen too often with Gold Coast. Um, so they didn't need to control and slow and manage. Um, the Rat and uh, Godorini, whether they'll stay on the team, really good question. Um, that's only one thing that that club can, can note. But um, Rory's played, the Rat's played two game, or three games now. The first one was just sensational. Um, second one was pretty good, although there were a few skill errors late. And third one, yes, really slow start. The coaches would be really annoyed. It was on minus three for, you know, 28 minutes. Um, but uh, other than that, his game was pretty solid. So I, I don't think he's at, he's at risk currently. Um, and although their twos are doing really well, the reality is there's not of a uh, lot of high-end talent um, pushing down the door to come in. Uh, so I think at the moment while they're winning, I think these two will be fine. And I'd suggest you've got these guys through the buy. It's the whole plan of bringing in the, the round 13s. I think Stuart um, on the different side of things is a keeper. The rest of these guys, look, McPherson might end up being, but he's a fringe and has the flexibility that you can use with uh, Zebel and Sheasel. Um, but uh, the other guys, Ratton, Fiorini, they're not long-term yep. and I'd, One thing I'll, uh, I'll, I will say about, because I was at this game watching this game as hard as it was, and, mate, yeah, I mean, say all you want about the Eagles because they're, they're atrocious. But, uh, I mean, they are showing patches, but these patches are like five or ten minutes and they happen for only two or three times a game. But uh, the thing I liked about uh, Ratkins in, in particular was – I mean, I don't know what the hell was going on in that first quarter, but after that first quarter, his positioning was typically about a half a kick behind the stoppage, um, and he was constantly in that position, sort of following that that the stoppages around. So I really liked his positioning there, and I, you know, I think that looks positive moving forward. Fearing, I'm a little bit worried about playing out on that wing, but you know, I think you know, I don't think there's any reason to jump off him, but. Um, you know, with a change back of game style, we might see that return. But, yeah, State, I just kind of wanted to clarify, only because he's someone that I might be looking at this week. Will Power, how do you, how do you see him? You know, he's priced at that kind of, I don't know, 670 or 680 or something like that. Do, do you still see him kind of scoring well throughout the buys? Yeah, look, I think right now it all depends on, on Weller a little bit. Um, so as soon as Weller got injured and out, 
then his role just elevated. He seemed to move to the main user. But I, I will say there was one game where Weller was still in that they actually moved Weller to the wing and released Powell. Um, so that looks really good. My, my only drama here is his price point. Um, so Will Powell does have the capability um, of pumping out a low score. Um, and, of course, because he's such a good ball user, there is the possibility of getting attention somewhere along the line. So um, I've opted out of him. If I could have got him in the 500s, I probably would have uh, and would have enjoyed the ride. But I'm pretty sure he's getting close to 700 now. Yeah. He'll be getting up. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then the final player we'll just touch on, obviously, Jinby was very good with a 96. You're probably going to hold him now for a few, because I was glad to also have him as emergency, so I was able to bring him on for Hollands, which turned out to be a good move. Um, but last one, so uh, I think, you, Urban, I know you've got Jaden Hunt, and Mitch, I don't know if you've got Jaden Hunt, uh, but you guys are talking yeah. about potential trade option. Is he still going to, is he one that you're looking to go, or the fact that he's got Hawthorne, Essendon, Collingwood, then Adelaide in his next four, are you maybe going to hold to the buyers or is he still a guy you'd be happy to move on regardless no for me he's a player that I'll probably look to move I only brought him in for that cash gen and always in my mind was once that cash gen slows up or his break even gets too high which I'll have to have a look at what it is this week coming then is a time to move on because I think we're down to three well three rookies on field at the moment and she's all is doing his job, so we're not even really classing him as a rookie. That's whether we can loop and carry the other two rookies, then it might be time to sort of start shoring up the mid-prices that you picked at the start of the season. He had 24 points in that first quarter and only 20 points for the rest of the game, which is a is sort of a massive concern. You could hold him for Hawthorne and, and try it out again, but if you haven't got any pressing issues on your trades this week, then I'd probably look at downing a rookie and, and putting a 150k 200k on his head yeah I, I don't know where you lost 10 points there but uh, um, but I also think um, that he's someone you can easily move on now if you um, the the rookie side is looking okay um, but that run does look good the the option I'm looking at is uh, Alex Witherden he has not had a great year. But he's pumped out a hundred. Um, I think he's five ninety six um, k. I'll see what he is at after this, but big same run, obviously same team. Uh, so that that could be an interesting play. Um, I'm not. I'm just starting to think about it. I'm not um, sold on it, but it's it's an interesting idea. Yeah, I've I've definitely looked at it as well. I'm thinking, geez, he's very cheap, five ninety six, and probably stays around that prices break even I think around that hundred mark. Uh, well, how how long is Hearn out for? Look, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he uh, might be back soon. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know how long he's out for. But there was always always calls that you'd see a spike in his scores uh, once Hearn went out. I've been out for a few weeks. Ryan Daniels was talking about uh, don't be surprised if we see an early retirement from Hearn. Okay, yeah, it's interesting. If that happened, well, then Witherden would come into calculations. Someone tried to do a keeper league trade for me for Hearn for next season. <laughs> Look, uh, I, I said I, he might not even play. 
I haven't looked at it from – I did have him in draft and I haven't really looked at it from uh, – I mean, I traded him out in draft. I haven't really looked at it since in it from a fantasy point of view, but from a West Coast Eagles position, I'm, I'm not – I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't like terribly like the sound of it. Yeah. Um, and then last player as well, Duggan. Jake's boy again, 113. So he's been pretty good as well for him. So um, we'll move on to uh, the next game with the other side of uh, WA getting a good win on the, against the Swans. Uh, yeah, exactly. So Swans defeated Frio. By, uh, sorry, we're <laughs> defeated by Frio uh, by 17 points at the SCG. So uh, Gordon went back-to-back 150-pluses uh, two weeks in a row and pretty much all the relevant Frio players turned up as well. Um, but, of course, uh, the, the big news was a lot of coaches were looking at trading in um, Mills this week. And I think for those coaches that did, don't get two down. I think it was the right I move. I agree. You were yeah. just unlucky. Um, injured early on three. Yeah. Um, but take us through yeah, it, uh, I don't. Well, Tim, I'll go straight to you for this one. Do, do you think Errol Goulden's going to be too expensive for coaches to jump on? He's going to be about that 900K mark. Is that... Is that just too expensive if you don't have him, or what are your thoughts back to back one fifties? Look, I, um, I mean, did he get the CBAs this week? Is that uh, he got? He got some he... CBAs after Mills went down, but he still was on a mm. wing for parts of the day. But what he was doing with a wing is it? I don't think with he a wing can. he'd push into the middle of the ground and would go to stoppages, a bit like what Fiorini was doing a couple weeks ago with Pete when he was saying about that. So Golden had that sort of role. He's like Dacos just calling for the ball. I mean, look, he just wants it all the time. Yeah, he's going to be near on 900K this this week. Um, I think, you know, you just kind of – coaches that brought him in probably at the start of the year be pretty happy with that. I know some people have looked in the last few weeks at bringing him in. But too expensive, I, I think. I mean, he's going to be – yeah. I mean, it just – I think he's getting a bit too expensive and you're probably still hunting value. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to hold it up. I mean, you know, two big scores out of the bag. You've missed North Melbourne this week, though. Come on, um, could be a good one under oh, the roof. Yeah. <laughs> no, if no, no mill, yeah, no mill as well could get more CBAs. It's tempting. It's tempting, I guess, but I, I, I just haven't really looked at it from that perspective. I guess people are going to be looking at him, but yeah, I'm not sure. I think he might be a bit too high in price. Yeah. Anyone have a different uh, opinion, or do we all think he's too expensive? If you don't have him. I, I brought him in two weeks ago, so he's averaging 157 for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Urban, who, who are you bringing in this week, mate? Uh, uh, we'll see how we go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just went against the stream a bit. I think I, I spoke to Timmy that night out of Varsity and just noticed a few players getting off, and he was still the 10th highest forward, even though people weren't too happy with how his season had, had gone. And he was just in that bracket of players I could afford. And I just thought, oh, you know, stuff it, I'll, I'll jump on and see how we go with Gordon. And that, and he's gone 161, 153. So I can't really comment because I'm just completely spoiled by, <laughs> by Gordon so far. Yeah. It's, it, in one hand, I think it is too expensive. But then at the same time, if Mills is going to be out and Gordon's got these CBAs, all of a sudden it's like North Melbourne under the roof this week. And then I think he's got Carlton SCG, then the bye, then he's got St Kilda. So Quite a nice sort of three-week stretch. If, you, if you're not too heavy on the buys, you could, but I do think it's a bit expensive. Sean Darcy, 115. Uh, only, as we said before, in the second week this year that uh, he was able to outscore Tim English. So as a Darcy owner myself and I, a couple of us have got Darcy and not English. It was good to get a good score um, and, and English not get as good a score for once. Uh, Sarong, as Stato mentioned, 113 was very good. Young, 108. So if people got young, they'd be happy Ooh, with him. The ball boys, yeah, boy. Mate, isn't, that, isn't he turned up three weeks uh, in a row? I know it's two weeks. Let me have a look. It's three weeks. Um, he is turned up in 
I think it's three weeks in a row. As my computer. There, ha- there has been a big change yeah. there in the last yeah, three, yeah, weeks yeah. three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. One twelve, one hundred two, one hundred one. Is he an option? They've moved. Yeah, they've moved from using Ryan more as as that outlet to get out of the back line. And I think there's been a, a, a bit of a game style change, whereas now they're, they're looking for Young a bit more. Chapman's not in the team at the moment, so they've probably gone to a, a two person kind of outlet from the back line. Uh, but they're definitely starting to use and, and look for Young a lot more in the last three weeks. And I do believe he's an option. I'm not sure where he's priced at now after the last three weeks. It'll be about 770 somewhere in there, 775. So back to what he was priced at the start of the year, pretty much. I think you'll see this trend sort of continue. I made a call of him being the Dockers' highest scoring defender this season. Uh, It didn't look like it was coming to fruition, but hopefully the back half of the year, we should see him, if he stays fit, Continue on this trend, I yeah. think. Yeah, definitely someone you could consider. Another one you can consider is a bit of a um, expensive midfielder, Andrew Brayshaw. Continued another good game with a 105 Geelong this week, but uh, then he's got his bob. He's got a pretty nice run around uh, the bye just after. I was looking at Luke Parker, uh, only 88, had a bit of a bad second half. So with Mills down, it uh, could be an option, but I'm not exactly sure. Just have to see what um, coaches are doing there. Um, and I believe. Can I throw a question in yep. there, Bales? It would probably maybe Stato, because I know Stato was talking about him maybe in the lockout chat last week and maybe even Urban, because I know you're a fan, mate. But Erasmus, did he get subbed out? Yeah. Any idea why that was? He did get subbed out, yeah. Do we know why? Was it injury or – because I know we were looking at him as a bit of an option, weren't we? I can't recall an injury. It might just be lack of game time and his legs, I'm hoping. I, I, yeah, okay, but I, 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 I love the look of Erasmus and his price point. Is a little bit difficult, but he is outscoring that at the moment. My and only flag is comes back only, this week. Yeah, my only flag is uh, yeah, Johnson comes back. Johnson, and, sorry. Uh, and are we going to see those two played off each other with one being the vest, one coming on, like possibly subbing each other if if yeah, Fife yeah. ends up just starting in the twenty-two? That's my only concern with Erasmus. But uh, he's probably low four hundreds at the moment. I could see him getting a seventy. He's a seventy to eighty player at least. I think. At the moment, he was going to turn up on the weekend before before he got subbed out. So it's an interesting play, but it does come with a bit of concern about how they're going to use the vest and rotate some of these younger midfielders. Yeah. Um, Tim, I reckon that's it for that game. Obviously, we talked about Mills as well, which is just unfortunate um, for all those coaches that brought him in. But we'll... has there been any? Uh, has there been any news about? Uh, how long they said they said about three like? weeks. They said it's yeah, he'll be out for a few yeah, weeks. Okay. So that's a must trade for those coaches, unfortunately. And then obviously not just the fact they've got a poor score, but now they, it's going to break in about ninety odd. So it's also going to lose a bit of cash, which is unfortunate. So yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Let's turn to the next match, which was North defeated by Port by 70 points at Blundstone. I'm not sure how much cash draw is going to make us after a poor second round. Um, all relevant players here scored pretty solid, but um, coaches who brought in Butters, just like myself over the last few weeks, would be pretty stoked with his last two rounds, if not three. Yep, that's right. Uh, Butters has been fantastic So with that 118. So I think he's got to be... Stato, is he an option still, or is he now getting to a bit of a price point where maybe he's getting a little bit? He'll be, a, he'll be roughly that seven seventy, seven seventy five mark. Um, that's a perfect price of someone that's going to score your tons. Yep. Um, and last by two, so if it actually doesn't work out, he's going to be a keeper because I think the interesting piece is the changeable roles between him and Rosie, um, and just a little bit. 
uh, worried whether they can actually find the balance right. I tell you what, I, I own both, and it's bloody annoying because Ken always has one starting on the field and one starting yeah, on the Yeah, I think Rosie was on the bench, Yes, these are your best two young players. Get them out there. Um, but um, look, at, I think it's still a good price point. I think you haven't missed out. You're just paying probably 20, 30K more than those that jumped on two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, definitely got to be someone there. Goldie turned back the clock a bit with a 128. Obviously, good matchup, with, and he had 56 hit outs. So that would be good for those draft owners there. Zebel looking everything like a top six defender. Um, 104 again just continues to be that solid um, guy back there. So he's um, been very good for those coaches. LDU was looking great, had a bit of a hamstring injury, so he'll be out for a few weeks as well. So um, if anyone did, did still have him out, out there, then you're going to have to obviously trade him out. Uh, Houston 84, just sort of around the mark again, probably want a little bit more. Um, obviously, Rosie, uh, from what I heard, he got a bit of a team tag. It wasn't sort of one was tagging, was sort of they just kept an eye on him. But 79, I had a look at his sort of stats, and he's obviously doing his job, 95 average, but not, he may, he's starting to maybe slip away from those top six forwards, especially if we get your Gorns, your Petrarchas, and your Walshers. Um, Tim, is, is there not concerned, but is there maybe he's not maybe not locked in those top six forwards? Uh, Rosie? That, no. He's only, he's he only had that. the three tons out of nine weeks, and he's had what? He's had a few, like three scores in a row below 96. So it's sort of in, in a few good matchups as well. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm, I'm not concerned. Know, I'm just saying maybe, just yeah, maybe I'm, not going to be that 100 on five. Last five, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe, look, probably it's been the introduction of Butters over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I've seen his, because his last five is 100, you know, but his last three is 86, right? So, and he was scoring a bit higher in, earlier in the year when Butters wasn't, you know, he was a little bit hampered by that injury or not in the team. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really worried. Like, like I said, I mean, I, I don't know what Kenny's doing, but I, I can't see it be too long until both of them are out there at the same yeah. time. I mean, really, that is that midfield. It's not really Wines or, uh, yes. or Boke or anyone like that before anymore. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy to just sit there. Yeah, I am as well. just thought I'd maybe raise that a little bit there. Uh, the, she, the She's mm. 81 again, just doing his job. Oh, tough matchup against Port Adelaide, and I did see it was raining a little bit throughout the second half. So, just still getting 81. He had a good second half as well. That's obviously very uh, good for... All of us there. Dylan Williams with a 62. Could have been bigger. Um, went off late. Uh, I don't know if any of you boys know um, about what happened there. I heard that maybe it was just a bit of – he was stretching his hamstring, but it was more just a bit of cramp potentially. Is it, did anyone see what happened with Dylan Williams at all? No. No. So maybe no one saw it. But, yeah, so hopefully he's all good anyway. Um, I was one of the coaches that jumped on him. But 62, he'll still go up in money, which is always nice. Um and going down here, that last probably one I want to touch on, Urban. So Blake Drury got 25. He was a lot of coaches brought him in this week. Some coaches, like myself, were grabbing gonna grab him next week. With the t- score of 25, he's probably gonna stay in the team because of some injuries, but is are we not jumping on him now because of that low score? Is he still maybe if he's in the team a guy that you can jump on? Uh we could just put it down to a hard matchup this week and just the second, first-year player playing his second game. I didn't see much of the first week. All I saw was his good score from the week before, and it was an instant jump on just because of a break-even point. If, if nothing, no one else was named this week and no one really put their hands up on the weekend for a rookie that you're looking for next week, you probably could still 
jump on, but he wouldn't look as appealing as though just jumping straight to a 200k yeah. player. Say if Faye, say if Faye got named or or something like that, I'd probably go to that before I would go to Drury at the moment because of that 20, 22 or 24, 25. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to kill his Well, cash, the, yeah. the guy that we're hoping, yeah. all hoping that gets named this week with the injuries to North Melbourne, if George Wardlaw makes his debut this week, I think he'd be a guy that a lot of coaches would probably jump onto this week with a few injuries in the midfield. So hopefully... He gets named, but we'll have to see. Um, I think he was okay in the VFL. He had two goals, about 18 touches. So we'll see if he gets named, but I know they'll be pretty cautious. But Tim, we'll move on to the Twilight game from Saturday as well. It's going to be an interesting week for rookies, actually, because you know I don't know if we do get any 200K rookies named. That, and uh, all of the rookies that played this week seem to be higher priced rookies. Well, like, yeah. You know, all... all yeah, all your Wardlaws coming in. I mean, you had your Waddell's play, uh, Weddles or Waddell's or however, yeah. <laughs> however you say it. Or, um, Dylan Williams seemed to be a good pick, but obviously a lower score. That's but, why yeah, I mentioned so Jai think, Clark yeah, before, be... because I just thought good scoring. Mm. If he comes in the 22, he could be a rookie that we, we look at. But, but yeah, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting with the rookies yep. this week. See what uh, Jep says later in yep, the week. perfect. Next game, Tim. Yeah, Hawks defeated uh, by Melbourne by 54 points at the MCG. So uh, coaches that held JVR, not only uh, did he get off, but he rewarded owners with a uh, pretty big score, actually. might have been his second biggest for the year, I think, yes, maybe. Yeah. Um, but he went 20-odd above his break-even. Uh, Day and Chandler were probably a bit disappointing. Um, as expected, Oliver Top scored, but keep an eye out for his mate, Track, who might have an ankle or a foot complaint to look at during yeah, the week. So we just with the Petrarca one, uh, obviously said after the game he's all good, and, and it sounds like Melbourne are said he pulled up pretty well. So he should be good to go um, for next Friday night. So if you've got him, that's good news. Uh, Clayton Oliver continues his amazing season, another 126. So, yeah, if we're, he's going to be a guy that we look at at some point. Um, we're just going to be still paying top dollar because I just don't see him actually coming down in price at all. The Sick Dog 103 responded um, with a good game there. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's a guy that if you've got him, you're probably happy with. If you don't have him, probably not looking at him just yet. But, um, yeah, one to keep an eye on. Petrarca 103 as well. Seamus Mitchell, 95, Stato. Um, is is it crazy with no rookies named? Is it crazy to be looking at a guy like Seamus Mitchell if you don't have him? He's, he's going to be 400, over yeah. 400. Yeah. That's to too me, much. It's, it's a bit cray cray, but uh, what is he? Um, the the problem being, um, he's round fourteen. I he's suppose got the you forward, can use yeah. him in the forward, and, he, and he's got the he's got the West yeah. Coast next week. Then he's got the St Kilda match up the week after. So a couple of good ones there. Then he's got Port Adelaide. Yeah, it's not the worst match up in the world, is it? So look, it, it might be a way you can earn probably a hundred k. Um, which wouldn't be the worst thing to do this time yeah, of year. It's probably, yeah, probably one of those, a bit like Dylan Williams last week, where if there's no rookies, then I guess he's a guy you potentially could look towards. Um, but then, yes, I'll go back to you for your mate, Gorn, who you brought in this week. Um, were you pleased with what you saw? You've got 89, which is solid enough. And Port Adelaide this week, if Tickles is still the main ruck, I would imagine Gorn's going to have a bit of a field day um, in that one. Yeah, no, so that, that's why I pulled the trigger, to be fair. His, uh, his match-up next week was pretty exciting. But also, if he's going to spend some time uh, forward against Hawthorne, um, a lot of the, the the key forwards have been scoring really well. So I thought it was a bit of a, a, a double hit. Um, although, as we found out uh, over the past six or seven weeks, Hawthorne are really good at stopping Ruckman. 
Um, but look, his game was really good. Um, the exact opposite to, to Marshall, it was just his second quarter that let him down. Uh, had eleven points for the for the second quarter, where Marshall had forty two, and there's the difference in the yeah. scoring. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, and as you said before, with the forward status uh, coming very lightly as well, that's also another another good play. Uh, Warple eighty five, just getting the job done again. So coach can probably hold on to him until his buys, just putting out these good scores. Will Day a little bit underwhelming, but seventy seven. He played well. 29 touches, only had the one mark, three tackles. That's probably why that ceiling score wasn't quite there. Cosy Pickett on probably a lot of people's trade-outs with a 62, that good run sort of that the three games now done. He's got Port Adelaide, so a bit of a tougher one, and he's not getting those CBAs anymore. Van Royen, we mentioned before, Tim with 65, uh, keeps his cash in going, which is really handy. Um, Dylan Moore, who would have been a good round 14 forward with a poor score with 64 as well, so probably not an option for coaches. Weather was solid, um, probably a bit expensive as well for um, coach to look at. But then again, no rookies. He could be a guy that maybe you look to. And then the final player here was a K Chandler who was disappointing with a 41. So if you did jump off him last week, you would be pretty happy that you jumped off and you'd get that 40 on field. So we'll move to the two Saturday night games, Tim. Awesome. We'll kick it off with uh, Brisbane defeating Essendon by 42 points at the Gabba. So with the Parish Calf, coaches that stuck with Setterfield had some luck go their way. Uh, and then, of course, Ashcroft, we were talking about before, continued his good of, uh, run of good scores at home. So it'll be interesting to see his average, but I think he might even be close to a tonne. Um, and then, of course, Dunks continued his up and down yep, season. very frustrating. But, Erwin, um, I'll go to you for the first one. So you talked about Ashcroft before and you were saying that He's probably a hold to his buys. He's got, obviously, Gold Coast and Adelaide in his next two. But is he potentially a hold post his buy? Because of if you've got other issues, is he a guy you could actually hold? Or is he still – you're probably still moving him on in his buy in round 12? Uh, look, if he, if he keeps playing this yo-yo kind of season where away from the Gabba, he's going to drop you a 60 or a 70, uh, then you're going to definitely be looking to move him on. I always feel with rookies, as you get later in the season, you got to remember it is their first season playing AFL footy and you do sort of look for a drop-off. There is a rare occurrence like Dacos last year, but the way his form's going at the moment, I don't think you can ride him post-buys. I still think he's a get-to-the-buys and trade him up to someone who's a bit more consistent and has got the legs to see you through the yeah. season. Yeah, I think I agree as well. He's going to be at a good price. You can offload him to a to another good player that might fix up your buys in the future weeks. Zorko, just, he's just the jet when Zorko plays 109. You're not bringing him in, but just thought I'd mention he's just really, really good there. Lockie Neal, it's quite funny that looking at his scores from round three, for, actually from round two onwards, he's gone uh, one un, over 100, then sub 100 for pretty much every game. So you just can't bring him in, just too inconsistent. Will Setterfield, I think uh, a few people mentioned he's probably a hold now. So has anyone got Setterfield here? And if so, I'm assuming you guys are holding him to the buy. Has anyone here got Setterfield? No, I got him, mate. Yeah, so you're holding into the buys, Tim, now, with that good run coming up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not sure how long Parrish is going to uh, be out a month. for. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that seems to solidify his role. Well, um, actually, I might just jump in. When did he get the CBAs? Uh, it uh, didn't look like he got a lot of CBAs, to be honest. Um, uh, 13 he got out of oh, 13 out of 22. So he got about 50%. Yeah, That's enough. Yeah, so you probably hold him to the buyers. Got few good, few good games as well. So, but yeah, he got, Look, I mean, he, got just mention, he got so most of his he got most of his points through link play. So plus sixes, which is not setter's game. Yeah, ironically. But 
the one uh, Sado that a few people mentioned to me on the watch along uh, on that I did on Saturday night that we'd parish out for a month could be a sneaky one. And being uh, part of the draft doctors, you'd know a little bit about him as a guy made for a keeper in Dynasty. But Ben Hobbs at five oh five k with a ninety four on the week with eighty five star on the weekend looked very very good in the first half. Is he a guy with the, is he a Jenny. guy with that good run of Richmond West Coast North? Priced at five oh five, he'll probably be about five twenty, five twenty five. Is he an option coaches could look at maybe if he can't get up to much? Yeah, uh, it is. Um, I, I will say he's a bloody impressive player, um, and rated so highly when they uh, originally drafted him. So uh, they rate him highly too. So <coughs> it's a risky one, um, but it could very well pay off. Especially he's. Like he seems to have a um, a better role than setters. Yeah, yes, right. Yeah, five hundred five k. That just and as a forward, it just sort of intrigues me a bit as well. And I think he's got has he got that round? He's got the round fourteen buy as well. So if you need that round fourteen player, then that potentially could be a guy you look at. Um, Dunkley continued that. Yeah, yo yo sees of eighty eight. Um, had a good sort of first half, but um, was quiet in the second half. A bit frustrating as a VC. Um, Mera 83 was a little bit disappointing as well but again a good run coming up he could potentially be a target for coaches um, and then the final play we'll talk about here Urban is uh, Harry Sharp at uh, 246 he'll be up a little bit more in price but score of 70 is he just you're not going near him because Daniel Rich may come back in which means Wilmot probably goes to that wing and Rich comes in or is he an option because of the lack of rookies I I just think it's the bet is he best twenty two is the the big question mark there. Like you said, where does he sit once it comes back in? He he is an option. I mean, how long's Rich? I think out he's for? out for another one to two weeks uh, next week, so he could be back. Yeah, so it could be a very short term play. I didn't see much of that game, so I'm not sure how he played and whether he will keep his spot or was that impressive. Um, getting seventy points though from a rookie is an option. Just the question mark on the twenty-two. We don't really want that with our rookies going into the buy. Yeah, buy yeah, round. You want to really. bring in those players that are going to be playing mostly through the buy. So yeah, potentially could be an option, but yeah, it is a bit risky there as well. And then also, Alan David Junior was the sub. Uh, I actually updated my trade, uh, and thanks a share that to JS for helping me uh, do that because um, I couldn't do it. He was in my utility, couldn't edit trade, but I was able to trade him and keep Cowan because I was worried about that price drop and he scored 11 breaking a 48 so he'd probably drop a little bit in price and Wilmot was solid as well for his 59 so the other Saturday night uh, game Tim Carlton and the Bulldogs yeah mate so Carlton defeated uh, by Western Bulldogs by 20 points at Marble uh, so six Bulldogs here tunned up including the Bond and Bailey Smith Brown, uh, yeah and the one thing I noticed here Pitbull did really well against English like used his body and kept um, uh, English from jumping and uh, English had his last score of the season uh, and then of course uh, on the other end of the scale uh, Sam Walsh uh, Walsh got uh, top scored I should say for the Blues uh, with the three round average now of 120 yeah. uh, I will say with English though uh, he did drop like five marks in the first half that were pretty easy so as you said bodied off the ball a bit by Pitt now a few players were sort of bodying him off so He's fine if anyone was worried about him. I didn't think he's actually that impressive, and he's still got to a ninety-two. So yeah, he's just a he's just a beast. He's just going to continue. So Walsh, Stato, is he too expensive? He's going to be nine seventy, maybe nine eighty. Is that just too expensive at this time you'd be paying, or is he just because he's that good? You could go there. So, I mean, mate. 
Yeah, that would help. Technology <laughs> not. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, but I, I said probably the most intelligent thing I've ever said when I was on mute. So uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, you lot missed that out. Um, uh, look, I'm not against. We, we're so close to that point where all we want to do is bring in Ubers. I, I reckon if – I think I've got – two rookies left, so Ashcroft and, and Sheasel left on my field. And I think they're rookies that have got enough cash in them now, you can take them up to an Uber. So the, the reality is that's what I'm looking at now. It's either an underpriced premium like a, um, a, a Butters type that you think might um, get to the top of their line um, or you look for the for the big dogs. Um I, I feel for those people that went to Callum Mills because such a good play. It, it yeah, really agreed. was. It was so smart. Um, that That's just the, the luck of the game. I, I think I said um, uh, to someone today, I might have even tweeted it, um, this game is 75% skill, 25% luck. And unfortunately, bad luck gets us all at some stage. Yeah, yeah agreed. Yeah, Walsh, amazing. Uh Bontempelli. Now, as an owner from him for the whole year, if you isolate his first four weeks, sorry, actually first three weeks, I should say, and take those away where he got those three nineties, had that one off, those one off quarters where he just didn't crack that one ten. But from round four onwards, and my mate actually made a good call that Bont is normally a, a, a better second half of the year player, just gets warmed up, still performs well, but warms up as the year goes and. His last four of 148.90 as it with a tag from Nash, 129.118 is just very, very impressive as an owner. And, Tim, I know you're an owner, mate. Um, yeah, Urban, mate. I don't – do you have the bond? I've had the bond all year and he was my captain this week. Beautiful. So, uh, look at his flow. His 90 is his lowest score for the year. Uh, we know Bevo likes to throw the magnets around, but I think one thing you can be sure on week in, week out is that he's going to have the bond in the centre yeah. there. Uh, as the captain of the Bulldogs. And I don't think we're going to see him get messed around too much, apart from being pushed forward during play when they're they're looking to bomb the ball uh, ball long into the 50. But Bont, for me, is just a short play for the year. Stato, I don't know. You don't have him, do you? And thanks for running. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mate. Is he he a guy you're looking at as well? Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, I, I'm pretty high on the the round fifteen yeah, players at the yeah. moment. So, so being really mindful of that, uh, I, I will say the reason why I felt like you guys are rubbing it in is um, for most of the preseason, I had uh, Bont sitting in my midfield, uh, and the only person I changed him with was Jack McRae, oh, and. Uh, the own two reasons I ended up picking McRae was McRae just had that proven record of being an elite scorer, and I knew Bont will get tagged. I knew McRae wouldn't. Um, so I only uh, lasted two weeks with McRae. I feel sorry for people that have still got him week in, week out now. Um, but at that stage, Bont hadn't put up his hand, so um, I didn't. Um, I didn't follow through and just cross it over, unfortunately. But, yeah, he's certainly a target, um, just probably not for my team right yeah. now. Yeah, he's got a good matchup as well this week against Adelaide, which I know Bont does pretty well against the Crows, uh, which I'm not looking forward to uh, in one sense, but in another sense uh, he should put up a good score as well. 
Um, the Doc won 12 again, con- uh, continues uh, nice form since he's been back. He's an option for coaches to consider that's uh, probably down a little bit in price than what he started at. Um, Bailey Smith, the same, 102. But again, all these players in this game have got the round 15 by, so that's just probably going to be a, a bit of a stick- stickling point for... Um, Can we talk about Bailey Smith? Yeah, yeah. Um, is he a fair decom option? Because his price tag... Is very so. Yeah, I I saw him in the CBAs, which is what people probably wanted to see. So he attended the second most CBAs, CBAs. Yeah, second most CBAs for a Bulldogs mid with twenty. So he he just went straight into that Trelaw role. So he's cheap, very cheap. How long's Trelaw? Uh, I think three to yeah. four weeks. So it'll be through to three to the buy. It'll be through to the buy that because it, it's the buy's five week uh, five weeks from here. So I don't know if they maybe give Trelaw an extra couple before the buy to maybe take off. And they've got a nice run over the next fortnight, so maybe could be a guy you look at. Um, at the end of the day, we probably don't need another round fifteen forward, but he is one that I feel has the potential to actually be a top sixer. So to me, um, Max, when he gets it, um, and Bailey Smith are the two that can knock on the door. Yep, yeah, I agree. Can we also speak about a guy uh, 200K cheaper than him? Yes, I was going to mention him next. Very, very happy, Tim, as an owner yourself. Yeah, mate, very very happy. Uh, Most kick-ins. Yes. Most kick-ins for the dogs as well. He looked fantastic. Yeah, he did. He's really thriving in that role. We should, we should jump Just on him. thirsty. Thirsty for the ball. They use him a lot. He spreads well. Very impressed by his game on the other yep. night. Or last night. Yes, uh, he was very, very good. I wish I did jump on him. Um, but one guy, the last guy I'll talk about, so obviously we mentioned English before, was got his 92, was solid enough and, and did his job. And Arthur Jones with 68 as that rookie, if he jumped on him, was good. Ollie Hollands, I don't know why he got subbed out at 3 o'clock. I know it was for a rest, but he was actually playing really well on... A lot of uh, us had Chin Cotter, and I thought he was going to get sub because I just didn't notice him. But yeah, just one to watch uh, with Chin Cotter this week. If he holds his spot, he played a more defensive role, so hopefully he doesn't get dropped. But that will be a bit of a um, bit of a bullet there. Yeah, did anyone see what was yeah, going was on just... with him? I thought I, I didn't see much of him. I thought he was playing a bit of yeah, a lockdown was... role, but I, I wasn't yeah, sure. It was more of a lockdown role, and he just he just didn't get used at all. Like they didn't get like when they were going to switch, they didn't go to him. Uh, they didn't give him the handball or see. So it was just a game where nothing went right for him and he played more defensive. So, And the ball bounced yeah. over him a lot. Like there was a lot of like where he, you know, he'd like tap it on or something along those lines, but he wouldn't get a stat. Yeah. yeah it's just, it was, I think it was just unlucky also mixed with the fact that yeah. he just didn't play quite very well. But the one, but once again, highlights. Yes. Yeah, field, right? exactly right. That's why you got to get him off. But, one player that could help you with doing that, I know uh, Roy jumped on him this week at uh, cheap price six sixty four. Matt Kennedy, um, he come on for ninety five this week, sixty one points in twenty six percent game time against the Lions. If you don't mind, then he got thirty five in uh, a quarter as well against the Eagles. Is he a guy that we got to consider? Anyone can jump in for this one here as well at six six four. He's going to go down a bit to probably six fifty. Is is if you can get up to him, is he a a, a play? Oh, I think we've seen him be a proven scorer. Was it twenty twenty one? Did he have a good year? Or was it last year? I, I think it was twenty twenty one. I believe. Yeah, so we know he can play. He's got a good fantasy game about him. and can play where he fits in the rotation of that midfield at Carlton is probably the question. 
but he has raised a lot of uh, eyebrows and a lot of, I can say, a lot of chatter in the hat chat chat rooms this week. So keep your eyes and see what DC might do this week. DC's his biggest fanboy. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking at him really closely. Stato's is he a guy you maybe consider if he works for your buyers? And the fact that he is going to be probably a trade out of his buyers well could be a bit of an appealing as well. Yeah, it's an interesting play. Um, I'm just really mindful. So Chera had a run of uh, three one thirties. Uh, Kennedy comes back and. He sort of um, doesn't get the ball much. So I'm really mindful um, that they lost. So what are they changing up this week? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's probably might be a bit risky. But if you did jump on him like Roy did, you'd be pretty happy with the first week. So, um, but yeah, so we'll move on to the final two games, uh, Tim, uh, the Crows and Saints. Yeah, and just uh, a quick reminder of the people who are listening in, if there's a player that you want to discuss that we haven't discussed or we might not discuss, then stick it in the, uh, the spaces below and we'll make sure we cover them off before we finish off tonight. Um, but two games to go. So uh, Adelaide defeated St Kilda by 52 points at Adelaide Oval. Uh, Marshall and Dawson just keep getting it done, both scoring 116 each. Um, there were some rookies that scored well, including those that held Caminiti and Pedler who are uh, actually quite interesting, got yes, six yep. CBAs for the first time this year, which is uh, something interesting to note. But, um, yes, this game was marred by subs to the big dog midfielders in uh, Laird and Steel. Thanks, Tim. Um, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, a bit tough one there. Uh, Jordan Dawson, it is, an, it is a pleasure to watch, but it also isn't a pleasure to watch because I don't own him. I'm the idiot that doesn't own him, and, it's yeah, he's so good, and he's just been amazing, 116. If I can get my hands on him at some point, Oh, it'd be fantastic. 116 for Marshall, performed well, um, was obviously rested for the last 20-odd minutes on the bench, uh, but he's ticking on nicely for everyone that held him. Rory Laird, 101, copped a huge uh, hit. I don't know who it was from. I was actually going back to my seat, um, and I just saw he went, got a big hit. I thought, oh, okay, yep, sucking in the big ones, he's fine. Then that dreaded sub um, came, and uh, but Nick's apparently post, uh, commented on it post-game saying that, uh, it was more of a management thing. So I'm sure that he's fine and he will be good for next week. It's just 101 with essentially a whole quarter to go. Could have been a, a big one and that probably could have propelled uh, me and a few other coaches up the ranks if they had him uh, as the captain. Uh, moving down, Josh Rochelle, uh Tim, you'd be happy with his 86 there as well? Um, or happy enough yeah, anyway? Yeah, although he scored most of that in the first three quarters. What, he only had a couple of points, seven points what in was, the final quarter. But I think... There? Hold on, hold on, Tim. Do not complain. He scored oh. you 27, 27 <laughs> last week. I'm looking at the matchup. I've I've traded out Marshall. You've got Marshall Dawson as your captain and Rochelle. And between the three of them, they had a hundred points about twenty minutes into the first quarter. And I yeah. thought, I'm gone here. I'm yeah. gone. Here. Yeah, it was uh, actually something interesting tonight. Do you know Dawson had more CBAs than both Marshall and uh, O'Brien? He had more CBAs yeah, than O'Brien. Yeah, O'Brien started. So O'Brien definitely must bench, be hurting him, which is very odd. Um, it was, yeah, yeah, it was a so bit I'm odd. not sure what happened there. But how many CBAs did Rochelle get? Uh, I think he got six, the same as Pedler. So, but that's kind of what he's had in the past, well, prior to the last two weeks. I don't know. We, we saw that 
comment from um, one of the assistant coaches at Adelaide, didn't they? Yeah, Scott Westy yeah. over the last couple of weeks. But, um, but yeah, look, I mean, it would have been nice to see a, a bit of a, a quarter to finish them off. But I think the Adelaide kind of put um, the uh, cue in the rack a little bit in that last yeah. quarter. Oh, they, they did, yeah. Well, they, I, I think they probably would have come back on if it, if it was a closer game. But, um, but yeah, so. Um, I mean, I wonder whether that's why Pedler got. So well, many no, he was actually getting he was well, getting CBAs know. throughout the game anyway before Led got subbed out. So that was the encouraging thing. So we'll we'll speak about him next. And he looked. We'll good. speak about him next. And he State, did, I yeah. know that you were a fan in in preseason and saying that he was a guy that we'd be happy to play on field. And it's really come to fruition. He's only had two scores under fifty, and that being against Port Adelaide, who are restrictive, and then against Geelong in Geelong. So. Every sorry, Carlton he scored under um, under fifty. Sorry, um, but every other game he's gone pretty well with an eighty. Could you still keep him for a little bit more cash, or again, if you can get him up to a to a better play, you, you're still moving him on? Oh, I think everyone's got red dots on on their field, so I think you've got to keep the ones that keep generating your cash, and that's why. Um, someone like a, a Jimby was just really on the borderline, so I, I'm not surprised a lot of coaches have moved on him. But I've just been liking his role, um, knowing he was a risk to get subbed. But Eagles are having so many injuries each week, Tim, that um, rest assured someone's going to go down before Jimby gets subbed out. I reckon um, Jepper or me might get a game soon, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's not a good year for them. There's no doubts about that. And again, that's um, a fair bit of that's to do with luck as well. But um, because of that, someone like a, a peddler around uh, fourteen by, you want to be trading him on the that week because he can just keep generating that cash, especially if he continues to get CB, CBAs. But I, I wonder whether because he is going to be a, a break the line midfielder for him. And I actually think he's the perfect type of player that they actually need to complement um, Laird and Dawson, to be honest. Um, but um, what what will happen here, he was, he'll have a couple of games between now and his buy that will keep that cash generating. So you take as much as you possibly can and take him to the highest possible player yeah, you can. Exactly right. I know that uh, I haven't listened to the press conference yet, but... Uh... I know that there was a note that apparently Nick's uh, hailed uh, or hails the peddler uh, midfield move. So I'm going to listen back to that and I'll see what he says. But that's a pretty good sign that if that's his liking the move, may we see that moving forward. Uh, moving to the next guy, Jack Steele. Um, look, he was on track for 100, uh, had a poor sort of first quarter, had a big second quarter, good night, solid third quarter, and then got subbed out the start as a precaution. Um, so, uh, Ross Line, I've got the tweet here from uh, Honeyball. We've said, uh, still had a bit of a tweak on his knee, but we think he'll be fine. So he should be fine. Just disappointing when I had the decision. Um, and I know, Stutter, you went the other way. I was looking between Steele and Dawson, and you were looking at um, a few players, and you went Dawson, and obviously the correct decision was Dawson. But with Jack Steele, are you still thinking he's going to be that top eight midfielder and it just sort of just been a little bit unlucky with the game last week and then being subbed out this week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, with with any sort of luck and depends on how I go with the cash gen. So you saw I already made a, a move this week to, to build that cash gen. Um, I'd love to see Mills and Steel both come in at round 13. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's if, uh, if Mills is um, – he might be ready by then, potentially, but um, it is one to 
um, keep an eye. But yeah, Jack Steele um, is still a solid luff, I think, as well. Jack Sinclair was poor. Hardly noticed him, and he's got 72. So a little bit, uh, a bit of a poor one there. Um, Stocker, 68. Uh, I know Holmes, he was pretty big on you. Don't bring him in just because he's going to do this. And 68, yeah, not exactly the score uh, owners were hoping for. Philippousis with 52. Um, sort of just ticking along there. I got a couple of CBAs, I think, Tim. I don't know if you got numbers there, but I think he actually had a couple. Let me have a look, mate. Uh, oh, hang on. I did. I actually just had it up, and then I got out of it. Let's have a look. The poo. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, okay. So maybe not as many. So, but a couple. There you go. Uh, and then Bytel's just got to keep an eye on. Uh, scored twenty nine in about a qu- in a quarter. Uh, break into sixty three. Um, again, if we get no. Re- just can't stay if, on the park. If he gets under twenty two, though, he's, he's got to be a guy made if there's no rookies to have a look at. So, uh, yep, that's him there. So I reckon we'll move on to the final game. Awesome. All right. Well, Collingwood defeated a GWS by – oh, hang on. I left it blank because the game wasn't over when I did it – by 65 points at MCG. So Mason Cox what a game. scored with 129. I know. Unbelievable, eh? Uh, there was a bit of an injury concern earlier to Dacos, but he maintained his 115 average by scoring 115. Uh, and then Tom Grant had his lowest score of the year. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, Mason Cox, what a, what a performance. 129. Definitely, I think it's his best game he's played uh, taking out that prelim final against uh, the Tigers, I think. So he was very, very good. Lockie Ash was good as well in the absence of Isaac Cumming, uh, racked up there with a 123. Jordan DeGoey, Zave's boy, would be pretty happy with the 120 there. Um, Tom Mitchell, 120 for his high score for Collingwood. Again, I just don't know if both those two guys are options just with Collingwood's midfield. Jo- uh, Nick Dacos was very, very good again with 115 after a, a slow first quarter, getting tagged by Halloran. Josh Kelly continues just to sort of tick those hundreds over the 113. Had a big last quarter to get there as well. But the first one I want to go to, Urban, um, is uh, Lockie Whitfield. So back-to-back tons, 105 he scored, 130 last week. Comes into the juicy matchup of St Kilda this week, if and especially if Isaac Cummings not in the team as well. He's also got Richmond in round 12, North Melbourne round 13. Is he a guy that you've maybe got your eye on or is still a little bit unsure? No, no, definitely... Got his oh, got my eye on him for sure. I think his price point was very interesting at the start of the season. It was just that mid-status only that, that scared a lot of people off. Uh, and we're just starting to see the quality play that he is starting to reflect his scores again this season. Uh, I've got a few mates of mine that have jumped on it in the last couple of weeks, and it was a good call by them. And I think he's definitely uh, watched this space. And I don't think you can go too far wrong jumping on him. It, it wouldn't break your season. Uh, but it could make your season at the same time. So a good bit of reward there, I think, for low yeah, risk. Yeah, I, I jumped on him for the, I believe it was the Brisbane matchup around six. So it was a few weeks ago. So a couple of 80s there and then the 130, And he looked back to the Whitfield of old where he was gut running 40 metres just to get a little plus six. So could be an option. Is uh, Tim State, are you, either of you guys interested in a bit of Lockie Whitfield action? Yeah, absolutely I am. Um, so I'm keeping an eye on that. Um, and uh, the the round 15 defenders too, a little bit thin at the moment, except for the ones that I can flick through and swap with the forward. So, um, yeah, I think he's a great well, option. So you talk about the sugar. You could get that sugar this week with uh, the St Kilda matchup. Oh, love that <laughs> sugar. <laughs> Jim? 
Yeah, look, I mean, I'm I'm trying to look more at my midfield. I mean, I've just got I've got more forwards than I need, and I've I've got enough defenders. Um, I'm trying to find, you know, and I think a lot of us do as well. So I'm trying to find those kind of those difference players in the midfield. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, obviously St Kilda matchup is uh, defenders against Saints is is a big one, um, and he's priced pretty well. So you know, he'll be under eight hundred grand. So uh, we know what he yeah. can do. Yeah, I've been very happy with his last two weeks when I was a bit concerned that he was a bit like McGrath, but last two weeks he's he's been very, very good. Cogs ninety eight getting sort of the job done enough again. So he just he ticks along and he gets gets it done every week. So ninety eight be pretty happy with. Finn Callahan, now I know a few of us jumped on him at the start of the year and a few maybe jumped off uh, a few weeks in, but his sort of last three games been pretty good. Ninety eight, seventy and ninety one, he's been very good. So if you still got him, he's probably gonna hold on to him. He's got good cash to a little bit more cash to make. So he's been very, very solid there. He's- it's one of those players, like, if you kind of – there could have been coaches that kind of got caught with him, you know, with some bullets. But then if you did, it's kind of yeah, worked out I, well. I moved off of him after he scored, uh, I think it was a, 50, a 61 against Hawthorne. Oh, I was yeah, thinking it up for, there for a while. Yeah, wasn't I got him after the Hawthorne matchup because I saw Brisbane and Sydney in the next two. He's gone 67, 98, 70, and 91 his last four. So, been very, very good. Um, Tom Green, uh, 81. Obviously, nearly 100 points less than we scored last week. Uh, we just put it, we're obviously just putting that down to the matchup and he'll be bouncing back next week. So, no, definitely. There's still 30 odd touches, or 30 touches. So, again, plenty of the ball just didn't really correlate to a good yeah, score. And rested today. forward as well for, for that last sort of five, 10 minutes. Yeah, definitely that. So, yeah. Um, Scrolling down here, I know Perryman was on Stato, your uh, target list than mine as well, but 60, 61's probably not enough, so I'm assuming you've probably crossed him out, Stato? Yeah, I certainly have, as you talked about, really good matchup coming up, but yeah, he's not the right yeah. one. Um, Harry Himmelberg, uh, I did hear them saying on the commentary that they should put him back in defence, so just, just something to keep watching, but we know that that's very, very... Um, dangerous because it can sort of uh, switch uh, any week. And then Ryan Angwin, if you had him on the bench for a 42, was solid enough. Uh, Cam Fleeton as well, only 31 points. So uh, we'll have to see. Hopefully, Faye gets named next week and can be a rookie downgrade. So, Tim, that's it from the games. Awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, turn our attention just quickly to the AFL Fantasy Content Creators Cup, proudly brought to you by Infinite Wealth, helping you reach your financial goals faster, where winning coaches will get $5,000 for their favourite charity. And just a reminder that there's something special for every coach available too. So head across to infinitewealth.com.au forward slash AFL Fantasy to claim your free five-module online learning program, the Fast Track to Freedom, and that includes exercises, printouts, and people you can reach out to for support. And you can learn how to pay your mortgage off up to three times faster, save thousands on tax every year, and how to build your wealth and replace your income. So that's infinitewealth.com.au forward slash AFL Fantasy. But, yeah, so just going to give an update on the top eight still uh, from an overall ranking point of view. The uh, the ladder is certainly shaping up from a head-to-head point of view, and we'll start kind of rolling that out over the next couple of weeks. But Bales, mate, moving into eighth position overall. With a rank, yeah, rank. You, good job, mate. <laughs> Especially after a, uh, a a bit of a rough start, but um, coming now, what was it, six thousand one hundred and twenty? Um, and then we've got a junk time janitors at, uh, just inside the top five thousand at four thousand six hundred eighty-three. Uh, at six, we've got Miller time also from the break even pod, uh, just outside the top three thousand. Uh, and then it's starting to get a bit tight. So Hat Chats, uh, Sanch is in uh, 2,661. Oh, just, uh, just before you uh, move with Sanch, i just got to send a bit uh, of a mention to him. I know Irfan just uh, did an old end. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, 
Not only did oh, he, yeah, not Captain only did he Mills. have Mills, he oh, did Captain. So no. yeah, uh, uh, condolences to Sanch there. Obviously, feeling for your mate. I know for a fact Ooh. if that was me, no one would be seeing me for probably a fortnight. So yeah. So we might not see him on the pod this week, but we'll see what happens, eh? Um, and then uh, now moving into the top four. So Mitchmond uh, rounds out the four at uh, 2,348 from the ball boys there. Then we've got Destroy. He was the big move. Top scorer for the, in the he has, he had, league for this week? Just shy. Actually, let me do a quick refresh to make sure there hasn't been a late adjustment because he was on 2,299. Yeah, 2,299. So just short of 2,300. Yeah, huge week from Destroy. So moved into a thirteen eighty five, uh, and then Stato. You stayed pretty much pretty much where you were last week, mate, at seven sixty two, uh, and then I managed to climb uh, I don't know one hundred and fifty odd spot or two hundred spots to uh, five hundred and seventy two. So oh, that's Tim. the uh, that's the ladder Tim. there. And I'm I'm pretty happy at the moment. Although I'm feeling a bit a bit smug, but also a bit embarrassed. It's like, oh, what did I start this competition just so I could win it? Well, you, um, you'll be you'll be embarrassed so, uh, next week when when uh, Bowles gets his third win. That's right. <laughs> big matchup next big, week. Big 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 matchup. The boys yeah. going head to head. All right. Well, uh, why don't we uh, go around and have a talk about uh, who people are looking at trades trading in, and I'll have a look at the players, and uh, we'll talk through any last players before we go. So. Bales, why don't we start with you, mate? Um, who are you uh, looking at possibly trading yeah, this week, Yeah, so with uh, probably limited cash with that rookie swap I did. So if people missed what my trades were, I went uh, uh, Al and David Jr. to Dylan Williams. It was Cowan, but we Al and David being the sub, I changed. Uh, and then I went a Chandler down to Atkins for a bit of cash gen. So cash gen's going well. Got a lot of green dots besides Johnson, Chesser, Cowan, but I, I'm hopeful that Johnson and Chester get named. So I'm looking at going a, probably a rookie down, maybe a Wilmot he's got that around 12 by. But again, who's the defender rookie that you're going to bring in? Um, so that's the, the one thing I've probably got to look for. Um, and then I'm, if Chester gets named, actually, that'll make it a lot easier and Jinby's there as well. But then I'm looking at, at going Hollands up and Mitch Duncan is on my list uh, with that round 13 by. <laughs> I know it's uh, fraught with danger. He's, he's there, but I just I want Dawson. I just don't think I can get up to him uh, unless maybe a Fiorini was to get dropped or something like that. But hopefully he doesn't. Um, but, yeah, so that's early, early stage. That's potentially what I'm looking at doing. But I'm not loving that with the risk. Sure, mate. Sure. All right, Mitch, what about you, mate? Oh, no. Oh, oh, yeah, I was just saying, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that before. <laughs> Mitch uh, had to head off uh, because uh, his uh, kid was sick, apparently. So um, he said he said there apologies um, for that. So. Urban, all right. What about you, mate? I'll jump in. Uh, as I said, I might try and move Hunt up to a primo that I can, that I like and that I can afford. The other Wilmot might go. Cowan is still on my bench there, so I wouldn't mind getting rid of that red dot, but that wouldn't really give me enough cash to get Hunt up to who I want. But I'll have to play around with that and rookies and see who's named. Uh, on the target list is probably a Bailey Smith, uh, possibly a Butters. A tough matchup this week, I think. Uh, he seems to score really low against Melbourne. I'm not sure if that's one of his injury games, maybe. But uh, yeah, Smith and Butters are probably on the radar. So we'll do a bit and hunt. Well, I'll just go. actually throw a question to you three. You mentioned both Butters and Smith. I'll go just quick answer for each of you three. So Stato, who would you be picking between Smith and Butters with the, both the same buy? And they're going to be a very similar price now. Uh, yeah, um, I, I would probably go. Butters and only because of the run. So Melbourne, Richmond, Hawthorne, Western Bulldogs, and then Geelong. 
um, where Western Bulldogs have got Adelaide, Gold Coast, which are good, but then got Geelong and Port Adelaide um, as two really hard matchups um, before North Melbourne, before the bye. So um, Butters just, but he's Bailey Smith, seeing I already have Butters, is probably high on the radar for me. Um, and I will probably <clears throat> actually consider after this conversation Whitfield. Yeah, uh, and then Tim, are you is uh, who would you be picking between Butters and yeah. Smith? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, to be honest, I mean, well, I've got Butters, so I'd be Smith. But at the same time, I'm too loaded with round fifteen. I need um, I need to stay away from the round fifteen guys. Yeah, and then Urban, you. Uh, but, yeah, I do – I guess, you know, if I didn't have either of them and I didn't have those buys, I'd be leaning towards buys. Yeah, and then Urban, you obviously mentioned both. Is there one you're leaning to at the moment? Um, I think both come with a bit of flags. Smith, what happens when Trelaw gets back? Is he going to go back to that first six, seven round Smith that we'd seen? Butters is always that injury concern. Uh, he'd put his head through a windscreen to get to the ball. <laughs> So it's a, I, it's think, a, I remember, I remember, it's a big, I remember it's a, joke that from back in one of the Hat Chat pods that uh, what he would do, what uh, Butters would do to get to the pole. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He'd run through his own grandma. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd have to have a look, though. He only averages 66 from five games against Melbourne, so I'm not sure what's going on there and whether it's the right week. It sees it, it an easy matchup on paper, but he's just that's his low, one of his lowest teams to score against, so I don't know what's happening with that. So I'd have to look into that a bit more before I brought him in this week. I like both. Just a few question marks on them. And I just remembered Whitfield from Stato just saying it then. So that's not a bad little option. Yep. I'd probably go Smith. Yeah, I I'm leaning Smith as well. Just Butters has given me nightmares yeah. before. So, um, but yeah, Tim, what are your yeah. moves this week, mate? What are you looking at? Yeah, so look, I'm going to be weighing up whether I play Peddler on field. Like, I mean, he's just been playing so Getting well. Off the ground. And then I might, yeah, might try and, um, I don't know, maybe upgrade Fiorini. Um, uh, look, I've, like I said, I've got to watch my round 15 buys. Or the other thing I could do is just put Peddler on top of Chinkotta and get to a, you know, probably around a 650, 700 player. So, yeah, that, that it, it'll either be, you know, do I hang on to those rookies a little bit longer or do I just try and upgrade to a premium or, um, you know, go to more, you know, slide across to a mid-price with a finger. Just actually like as that. well, just seeing about that, I thought with my trades, is I've, I just had a thought maybe I could even go a Cowan down to a, uh, a rookie and then maybe go Wilma up to Ben Hobbs. That's potentially something if I wanted to do a little shuffle there. But, yeah, we'll see. All right, we're going to go through questions, but we're going to do a quick fire because we've been going ages. So uh, I'm just going to do one coach at a time, right? So this one's going to you, Bales, first. Do we trade Jack Steen? No, 100% no. All right, awesome. Stato, this is for you from – sorry, that was Unless he's out. NSC36. Yeah, sure. Uh, Stato, this is from James. Do we trade Chase Jones now? I know you got him, so I thought I'd ask you. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a pretty good call to um, to trade him. I think uh, um, ha I haven't checked who he's playing next Brisbane. week. So Western oh, no, Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Sorry, Brisbane's week after. My apologies. Yeah, so Western Bulldogs isn't the worst matchup. Um, so it's not too bad. So if you've got bigger priorities, you can do that. But um, yeah, he's not a long play, and I wouldn't be holding him all the way to the buys. Sure. All right. Urban, Kelly, Libba or Short? Who would you get in? Uh, I'm going to go Short because you'll probably get defender status. Yeah. All right. That was from Jack. Um, yeah, I'm not even keen on that. Jesus Christ. Maybe Kelly? No, Short. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one between. I, I don't think I'd go Liver, but it's a tough one between Kelly and Short. Wow. Uh, all right, Bales, you might know John Noble. Can you chat about him? Brought him in. This is from Corey Blackledge. Anything you want to say about John? Uh, Noble? Got a shout out to Corey, mate. Tunes into the live streams. I've seen his name pop. So uh, shout out to Corey there. Uh, John Noble. Um, uh, did he say he's got him? Is that what he said? Yeah, he brought him in for. Yeah, so I th- he's been solid. I think he got another pretty solid score today. What did he get? Yeah, one hundred and three. He's, he's had a few good scores. What What's his uh, last sort of month? I'm just getting his stats up here. So he's had ninety. He's at eighty nine, ninety one, one hundred, eighty, one hundred and three. You, you're probably not trading that out. You probably keep. He's got Carlton, North Melbourne, West Coast. His next three. So you're probably keeping him to his buy and probably trading him as buy. I think you'll probably make you maybe hopefully another fifty odd k before then, and and you can move him there. So I wouldn't be trading him out. I think you've probably got other. Issues. All right. Seamus Finnegan asked Whitfield or Cogs. I'm going to answer this one, Whitfield, just because of the price difference. Yep. Uh, and then um, Stato, is Doc an option from Andrew Freeman? Absolutely. Um, down on price, you know, he's getting midfield time as well, which is only a bonus. And I'll follow it up, actually. I think you've got him still. Hollands, have you still got Hollands? No, I don't I've, have yeah, I've got okay. him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you uh, look at trading? Yeah, in the yeah. I've, I, well, him. It was between him and Pedler for me this week. I'll be going them up to a primo, and, and Pedler just playing really, really good footy at the moment. And Holland's played really well. Fifty nine in three calls. He's on track for probably seventy five eighty again. But I just his run of Collingwood, Sydney at the SCG, then Melbourne. I'm not really keen on those three. And if he gets fifties in those three, his cash is stagnated. And if you can get him up to a better player. Or even sideways into a Hobbs or something like that who's going to make cash and got a better role, I think you're probably better off doing something like that, I think. And if uh, the trend continues with uh, Pedler getting CBAs, then it's certainly a better yeah, option to yeah. trade out. Awesome. All right, last question I'm going to throw to Urban. Uh, how about Luke Jackson? Is he an option from Stephen? Oh, what a great game on the weekend. Probably his best game. Taking an advantage two weeks in a row. Sydney back line. Yeah. Um, no, I still wouldn't see him as an option. If if Darcy goes down, 100% bring him in because he looked fantastic. Me and Jep watched him pre-season and he looked magical. Um, I still couldn't do it just yet. I think they took advantage of a bit of mismatch on the weekend to get his score up. Yeah, agreed. What is he about? Yeah, he's actually yeah, 623 and he's only going to go up more as well. So, yeah. I said, uh, No, I couldn't do it just yet. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Urban, mate, thanks for joining us today. Where can uh, everyone find you, mate? Oh, cheers. Uh, oh, you can catch us around the socials at Urban Garuda or dropping in with the Hat Chat Boys or Twitter or, Spaces on Wednesday night. Or occasionally at the Varsity Bar on a Friday night. Oh, yeah, Varsity Bar Fridays or the local <laughs> bar on Wednesday night. Nah, cheers for jumping on and obviously right, get across and uh, follow and uh, have a listen to the Hat Chat Boys then- as well. And then, of course, Stato. Mate, yes. thanks for jumping on as well. Absolute pleasure, and you can hear me on every podcast known to man. <laughs> exactly. You're getting around a bit nowadays, aren't you, mate? I am way too much, but Pod Pod and Draft Doctors, of no, course. We love it, mate. We love it. Statesman33 on Twitter. Good stuff. And then, of course, Bales. Yep, just find me at BalesDT and then the YouTube, which has gone nicely. So appreciate the support. They'll be answering questions straight after we get off here. So people watching on YouTube, we've got... 61 there so shout out to those people as well as as well as the people listening to the twitter space as always we appreciate your support 
Um, and yeah, we've been, been fantastic. And uh, also you can find Mitch as well um, at Mazza Mastermind. And again, as Urban said, uh, go grab the Hatchat podcast and wherever you podcast in the Twitter space on Wednesday nights as well. So, um, and then yeah, Tim, also awesome. next week, bit yeah. of a, uh, with our Twitter space on the Sunday, we'll be an hour later than usual uh, with myself at the, uh, actually, no, no. Scratch that. It'll be the week after. Don't even worry about what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be depressed next week after I absolutely pummel you in the, uh, Is that the content right? creators cup, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be bringing me into their fantasy side because I've got guesties gerbils um, next week. Then I've got uh, statesman the week after. So it's uh, oh, one and run. two in two weeks. So, yeah, not not great. But where well, can the people find you, this Tim? This will really test. Oh, mate, you can find me at Tim Guest AU. And, of course, big thanks to everyone for sending in questions. Uh, and, of course, you can send us questions or give us a follow at AFL Fantasy Fans. And then, of course, don't forget to tune in each week. Of course, we do the pre-lockout chat, normally about an hour and a half before uh, lockout on a Friday afternoon. And, of course, you can always join us on a Sunday evening after the final siren for our live Twitter space. And then, of course, you can, uh, if you missed the live Twitter space, get on and download the uh, the podcast uh, uh, for Fantasy Fanatics wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe to the pod and give us a five-star review. But that's everything for this week. Thanks a lot, boys, for jumping on. Thanks, Bales, for joining me as always. And, uh, you know, good luck for everyone this week. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll chat to you at the pre-lockout chat. Thanks a lot. See ya. See ya.